Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the games that you can play today and react to the latest news from the wonderful world of video games. We're here every Monday on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. This week, I'm joined once again by the resident referee, it's Logan. How's it going? Yeah, not bad. I can't believe how many of these I'm now getting drafted in for. Well, I went for a real dry spell a little while ago of not getting called up for the for the big podcast. Yeah, and um, here we are back in the fold. Well, I think the reason people don't get called up is the fear of rejection on our side in the board. Like we don't like being told no, so <laughs> we know Adkins ain't going to say no because he's desperate for any sort of fame he can get. So he's always yeah. going to turn up, but. Occasionally, I always feel like it's good to get other perspectives in, whether that's to discuss the news or stuff they've been playing. People are playing stuff. Like we know what that paper's playing. He's playing that new world, so he's going to be dragged back on to talk about that. Because I don't know what I'm doing on it. Well, it's the same in every one of these games. I see, I see Dave and Paper talking about it, and I'm like, you could just sub out everything for any other MMO. It really is. Uh, it's, the thing is, I, I can't criticise it because everyone's looking at me going, what are you putting all them hours into Football Manager for? What are you getting out of it? Like, I don't know. Um, so it's a similar story. But yeah, back to your earlier point, I guess um, I went for a bit of a, a game in dry spell. Picked it up from uh, Valhalla and haven't looked back. So I don't think you've ever gone on a dry spell because you're always playing some two online. There's always something getting played every yeah. week. Like, is a rocket? There's a getting... rot. Yes, there's a. Yeah. It's always a rotter. But yeah. it's whether I then decide to actually pick up something else and and actually make progress on a game I haven't played before. Mm. It's a tricky one. But then I always find the perspective of the ongoing multiplayer stuff quite fascinating. So that's why it's mm. good to get get you on when we can. This is episode seventy four. Now, I don't normally oh. name the episode numbers. I don't normally call it out. It's written in the title for everyone that, that listens or watches. It's there. and But this is a significant one. Now, Logan doesn't know why it's significant. I told him nope. earlier that it had some sort of significance. He couldn't suss it out. But the basic gist of it is, over the course of Dimp Digital, we've ran... Dimp Digital Podcast was the original one. Then we did an, an actual first run of Idle Game Chat, shortened it to IGC... Um, and then this was like, this has been like the third iteration of a, a podcast we've done and we've added video and as well as the audio, all that good stuff. And this 74th episode means that this is the longest running series we've done. So we <laughs> we got to episode 73 of the Dimp Digital Podcast before a rebrand. And now on this third effort, we're now out in front and finally overwriting bad habits from six years past. So... It's almost fitting that you're on here because you was obviously part of the original dream team. It used to be me, you, and Hall, um, who would do every two weeks. So you're now on this landmark episode where 
the the new horizons and the trailblazing that we've been doing with idle game chat since last year has now taken the title and is in the lead. Yeah, the question is, will will Claudio Ranieri, the tink the tinkerer, come back and get upset about it and tinker at some point? Um, I don't think and then reset it all again. No, I won't be resetting this because because <laughs> I think the Dimp Digital podcast it was always just like if you just type, what's that mean? Mm. It's a it's a Dimp Digital's a nonsense name, and then the fact that the podcast was called that, I was like, that needs changing. And then Idle Game Chat, the original form of it, um, mm. was was the name that we've got now. So I think we we stumbled across a good one. But for some reason, what happened then was it was a struggle to do them every week. It really got difficult to do. And I think at that time we was doing a lot more YouTube stuff, like little 10-minute mm. Let's Talks and videos, like actual production videos, which take up a lot of time. And since we sort of scaled those back and focused on this, I feel like we're in a good place. So the tink- Streamlines the content, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And you can cut it up and post it and pretend it's new. And people are like... Mm. Because some people ain't going to sit there for the full hour. That's just face facts. But if they see a title, they think, cool, that's only seven minutes. What are they talking about? FIFA? They'll jump mm. on it. And they'll soon find out how ill-informed we are. But at least we've got the view. So that's the... That's all that matters. Ticks the box. Exactly. Right, we've got a bit of a jammed episode, like we always seem to do. And we're aware yeah. that you're known as the waffler. So we need to try and keep you on mm-hmm. a tight leash and get on with things. Now, we've yep. been doing a little section or segment with Adkins in the last couple of weeks called the game jar or the gaming jar I'm not sure what to call it I think it needs a name there's there's Ronnie again trying to brand things but basically it's picking up just a a handful no more than three or four news items that have happened in the past week in the gaming world and just having a bit of a chat about them so I picked a couple this week and there are other bits of information I'll share as well but first off there has been a bit of a an announcement from Sony, a game that you're currently playing through, in fact, which is which is quite ironic because you've now got a PS5 as well. And actually, we need to talk about that because there's been some issues on that side. But God of War 2018 game is coming to PC. So we've seen a few Sony games do this. Most recently, Days Gone and Horizon Zero Dawn. They're sort of the two highest profile, I believe. This one's coming up to four years old. Like in next spring, it'll be four years old. So it's not like day and date. Retailing at thirty nine ninety nine, forty UK pans. Now, what do you make of all this? Because I remember I actually have vague memories of us talking about a very similar topic on the Dimp Digital podcast. Funnily enough, when Xbox said, "Look, we're going to do all of our games day and date with PC," I think Quantum Break might have been the first sort of major one. Mm. And at the time, I had a very, very different opinion sort of then that I do now. But I'd be interested to hear your perspective on this, having been someone that's just invested in a PS5 um, and not a PC, because that was also something that may have happened 12 months ago. You was in the in the market for a PC and then we had the great fucking chip shortage and you can't get nothing. So it's actually quite a, uh, a relevant topic to you. Yeah, I mean... I think having everything available to play on different platforms yep. can't be a bad thing. No. However, yep. that being said, I saw this um, when I was scrolling through Twitter over the past few days. 
And there was someone that tweeted saying, I'm so glad I spent $750 and 1200 quid on a PC to then be able to play a game four years later. That, <laughs> And it's kind of like I can get why people not might be annoyed or put have their nose kind of put out of joint, I guess, because you can think, well, and part of the reason I guess why I got a, a PlayStation is because you think, well, I need it to play these exclusives. Yeah. Um, so if the exclusives aren't that exclusive to that console anymore, it makes you wonder. And I, look, you know, it makes sense. Four years after, if you want to play it, you know, you, you're going to need the console if you want to play it pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but it's good to see that that they're doing it. I think it 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 would open it'd make the PC piece more accessible and appealing to me if yeah. I knew that I weren't blocked off because I don't if I do the PC I kind of don't want to have to do the console yeah and I still feel like money wise and obviously the the, the main issue actually was the chips that mm. I couldn't really get and the rarity was bunging up the price oh, of the yeah, actual it was, PC it's just been a nightmare since the the new stuff launched this time last year mm. pretty much all the new yeah. Nvidia cards and then the CPUs it's just been a fucking disaster really yeah. You can't even get a PS5 uh, without fucking jumping through 10 hoops. So, well, no, this is what I mean. I even had to enlist you, didn't I, for both my consoles. So I went, uh, I don't know what to do here. And literally, within about half hour, well, half hour, but it went, it went you'd pretty far. much come up trumps within 24 hours of the request coming through, mm. you know, being somewhere that I could get, get them available. But you do have to jump through hoops and know where to go and yeah. keep your eyes peeled for them. Um, yeah, you know, it's 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 a it's a symbol of where we are at the moment. It's obviously not just in chips for PCs. I no. think there's been a lot of delays for new build cars and various bits. But yeah, I mean, if I if I had a PC, I'd be pleased to see things coming on there. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's no it's no skin off my nose. I'm literally playing God of War for nothing at the minute. So yeah, you're laughing. It's because it, it, when this when Xbox started doing this, there was the conversation of like, why we don't need an Xbox then? First thing, mm. I think I may I probably have said that either jokingly or semi seriously, and I feel like I held that viewpoint for a while, not really understanding or appreciating that when you actually look at the basics and you look at the the comparative items, you can't compare compare a four hundred and fifty pound PS five to what would probably be in in the excess of a grand for a PC. Like at that point, you're talking to completely different people. It's it's not an either or, is it? It's not like oh, I'll just mm. go and get a PC then if I can't get a PS5 or if those games are going to come there because you're going to pay double the amount. Mm. Like more and more, I sort of sit in that space. I've realised that people just there's not much crossover. There's not people doing either or. They're either supplementing their desire from a console and getting a PC for extra stuff, or it's the other way around. They've got a PC. And they'll use the consoles occasionally, but you're not mm. going to see loads of people now going, oh, I ain't buying the PS5 now. <laughs> Fuck me, all the games are going to come on there. Because one, it's almost four years. People aren't going to wait. And two, go on then. You go and pay two grand to get that PC and then you'll be like, right, that wasn't worth it. I've cut <laughs> my nose off despite my face here. It's um, it's a different crowd, I think, nowadays. There's just not a lot of... and. I've got this PC here. It's it's a good PC. It's, it was it was a lot of money for you know I've never spent that much on a on a PC before, and just the tinkering, the the constant issues that sometimes mm. arise with rookies. Like if you don't want to be dealing with that, you just know if you get a console, it's going to be optimized. Sure, it's not going to be running at ultra, 
but it's still going to look pretty good. And if you've got a nice telly and all that stuff, you're going to have a good time of it. So I really think that it's not really a, those people going, oh, I'll go and get a PC, then I'll go fill your boots, mate. You're going to be worse off financially easily by doing that. And you're going to be waiting at least, at least a couple of years in most cases. Yeah, exactly that. And I think, you know, as much as I, this it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's like, if you've got the money there, Mm. it's a very tempting purchase because you know it's like whatever you do you're like chasing those incremental gains yeah like you know that you can get it can look better it can perform better but to your point it's like you know i mean arguably we'll get onto it a bit but arguably you should be able to come down press the on button and you kind of just boot it up and away you go you very rarely have too many issues or tinkering issues to your point it's just completely optimized ready to to rock and roll for yeah. less money and you know i think in a lot of ways the you know a game pass and what playstation mm-hmm. are chucking out every month as well um there's a lot of value on the consoles you don't that it used to be the point didn't it is like if you get a pc generally games are going to be cheaper and more accessible yeah. so it's kind of a bit of a trade-off there but i think in a lot of ways the consoles are getting that that value as well now it's like when we talked about come out about gta earlier and i looked at it and i was like well san andreas is coming out onto game pass yeah it's like <laughs> in a lot of ways it's like you can just sort of see what comes out on this on certain services they're offering and then make a make a choice about it but yeah i think it's good you know from a competition perspective and from a pure gaming perspective making it accessible to everyone even if it's not you know day one or within the first year i think it's still a good thing to see these good games coming out and people can obviously use those rigs to to play what is an excellent looking game yeah and like i hope they do a good job of the port as well because that's important like we've seen bad ports to pc and you know Mm. upsetting the crowd and yes and the other thing that people always forget is that rockstar historically for the last couple of games always released console first and a pc a year later so one of the biggest games ever in GTA Five, you had to wait a year. Red Dead mm. Two, that didn't come until a year after. So, and Red Dead One never even came to PC. So, we're starting to get these sort of this crossover, and I think it's good for the crowd. As long as you're happy to wait, then, then kind of you're in, aren't you? Is there any game that you wouldn't wait for? If you had all the gear, you said, right, look, mm. I can play God of War Ragnarok, for example day one on my ps5 but i've got this free grand 3090 super stud pc and they said look it's going to be 18 months would you wait or would you be like nah i'm going to play that now i think it would really depend on the game yeah and i know that's a bit of a cop out but it it would (laughs) what what are the games Um, that you would you'd crumble for is there any off the top of your head that you think i've just generally those it's generally those multiplayer games where mm. they've gem- genuinely got a bit of a shelf life of about a year or 18 months before Most you kind of move on to the next one. across all platforms now because they're clever enough to know that it needs they to have be. have to, right? Yeah. Um, otherwise, to my point, you're kind of a bit buggered. But yeah. generally speaking, I mean, look at me now picking up God of War. I'm quite happy to now pick it up and, and play it four years later. I'm not that bothered about ever really getting too much that quickly in terms of single player stuff i mean there are yeah. the odd few games like red dead when that come out i was yeah. like I'm, i pre-downloaded that to play that when it was available so if that was a coming a year later on pc red dead 3 mm. but it was day one on the ps5 you'd go right i need to be getting that on the consoles first 
I'm not waiting. So is this if I if I don't if I've already got the console? You've got the console and the PC. It's just that you can play it better. Oh well, I'm obviously yeah, I'm obviously going to play it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's no two ways about it. If I've got the consoles there, and I could play certain games that I want to play quicker than when it come and the port come, I would probably mm-hmm. in the same way that you do that. You know, yeah. There's no way that for a lot of the games that you like to play that you'd wait that long. Obviously, nope. there are some that you pick up and that are on the kind of backlog for when there's a good deal available or whatever. But yeah, most of the time... The way I kind of do it is if I miss the first week, if I can make it through the first week, because that's when you read all the hype, people are absolutely mm. going nuts. Like if you can get through the first week, then I think, right, I'll wait for the first sale. But I've been really, really, really have been trying to be sensible this year in only doing like one game at a time, maximum two. So mm. I've, it's all it's come down to timing a lot of the times. Like I've something, mm. there's something that's popped out, and I was like, "Oh, I, really, I would like to play that, but I've just got to finish this off." So mm. I've gone back and finished it, and then by that time, something else has gone on sale, and I've gone towards that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's how I've kind of been doing it. But yeah, I think it's good to finally see these. I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to look excellent. It sounds like they're doing good stuff with the God of War one. It's going to have ultra wide support, DLSS. So they're putting some effort into these ports, which is important because Master Race, if anything, if they put out something shoddy, they will let you know because they're expecting, uh, you know, the, the best of the best. And to be honest, if you're paying two and a half grand for your PC, you probably you probably feel like you need yeah. the games need to meet you halfway and perform and make use of that sort of cash that's been spent. But I think that's a fair enough ask, which is probably why they wait so long in the first place to get it. Well, on the majority case, to get it to get it right. Yeah. Um, just a quick bit. And we're not really going to discuss this, but is a Sony state of play this week. So Wednesday, the twenty seventh, ten pm UK time, twenty minutes. It's going to focus on third party games coming to PS four and PS five. I think it's going to be a low key one. I hope though that we see some Final Fantasy sixteen. That might be a bit hopeful though. But that's for those that are in the Sony boat that want to watch that. Uncharted trailer. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Just quick thoughts. I don't want to go war and peace on this, but any uh, any early opinions on what you saw there? Is it have been? I don't like going to the cinema at the best of times, let alone post COVID. This ain't gonna <laughs> encourage me to go out and see it. I don't think. I I, I mean, you it, like Uncharted as well, so it's like you've got a, you've do. got quite a uh, you know a, a good reference point. It's not like it's a random gaming franchise that you've not played like it looks there's scenes and there's areas it looks like pulled from uncharted 4 for example there's like does, yeah. yeah i mean i think that's the one that's made them want to do it or it feels like it's the one that's made them want to do it yeah i mean i don't know it's the same things that we've 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 already spoke about i think which is i'm not too sure i mean i kind of trying to separate <clears> myself from it because i think they're trying to do their own version if you like they're not they're evidently not being too confined by what you see in the game no but if you're going to do the game if you're going to do a film based on the game the people that are going to watch it are people like me you that have played the game yeah and we we've already associate those characters to certain looks sully don't look like Wahlberg. well this is vice versa that's the he only got gray hair yeah one of my mates from work messaged me the trailer as well yesterday no moustache I said to him, I'm not doing? sure about I think I think Tom Holland's too young and Mark Wahlberg well Mark Wahlberg doesn't look like Sully. And he he was like, I thought you'd probably have something to say about it and I was like, Well, I'm not hugely opinionated yeah. on that, but it's like 
I'd be more intrigued by it if they had characters that matched mm. the profiles more of the game. I think that's basically what it boils down to. But I'll watch it, whether I'll go to the cinema or not, I don't know. Yeah. As always, I'll probably wait for Adkins to chuck his money at it, come back, give the review, and then evaluate it then. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. It's actually almost the reverse of the Avengers game, where everyone associates the Avengers cast with, you know, mm. that, what's that fucker called? Who's Iron Man out of that? I can't remember his bloody name. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey, I was going to say Daniel Day-Lewis because yeah. they've got the, <laughs> the free name thingy. Um, and then Captain America, all that stuff. And Chris Pratt, yeah. the, the same with the Guardians, or the Galaxy game mm. that's coming out. Like Everyone's got an idea of what those characters should look and sound like. And then when the games come out, they're like, well, that ain't them. Mm. Unless, unless you go like left field and go for a completely different aesthetic and look and make it clear mm. that you're, you're separate, you're going to run into those mm. problems. And yeah interesting to see I mean it, I mean, we've had the Tomb Raider games we've had the Sonic games I don't mind sitting down and watching them of an evening but like you said chucking money at it and then paying to sit next to those pigs that go to the cinema is just not I mean, just... you can expect what you generally get out of this sort of stuff it's like it's going to be 6 out of 10 material it's going to be watchable you know it's going to be watchable yeah. but you're going to come out of it going uh, yeah that was alright and that'll be that yeah. that's what I'm expecting from it Absolutely. And just to tie off the Sony chat, you got yourself a PS5 in the last sort of six to eight weeks. Had some issues. Do you want to just run through what you've experienced in the early games? I mean, you sound like you're happy now playing God of War, but up until mm. the past week, there was a bit of a disaster going on. Yeah, it wasn't ideal. Um, I mean, it was fine. So I probably got it during August, I think. Mm. Probably beginning of August, I think it was. Um it was one of those things where I was umming and ahhing about it, and you were like, "Well, it's there." They're on Amazon like, well, now. If, it can, if <laughs> it can, if I can swipe a button on Amazon, I will get it. Yeah. Um, and you were like, "Well, you can." So I did. I missed out a few times before, mm. and I must admit, I wasn't too disappointed by it. But I was like, "If I do catch one, then I'll get it." So, see, I got it. Um, it it come through. It's. Um, Connected out downstairs. I was like, I've got the better TV now downstairs. I was like, I'm going to make use of it down here. Um, yeah, it was fine for the first couple of weeks. And I remember trying to turn it on one day, and I was like, why is this not turning on? Is it, was, was it in like, rest mode or anything before? Was it just from like, yeah, cold? Yeah. Yeah, so it's from rest mode. Right. Um, and it was light. literally... Well, it wasn't... It was. It, yeah, so it's at that. And then I pressed the button, mm. and it would flash up for about a second and then just die again. And then I'd just do it again, it'd flash up, die again. And I was like, right, what's going on here? <laughs> so I thought, oh, perhaps I fucked it up. Perhaps I turned, like I did something and turned it off midway through or yeah. something. I was like, it hasn't liked it. So I'd unplugged it and so left it. Obviously. Cycled it out, done the usual. Yeah. And then it comes up again. And I'm like, right, okay. User and error, like, I'll get on with it. <laughs> user error, I'll get on with it. And then... Um, yeah, and then I I did it again, and it's still a bit mm, about turning on, but then it did, and I was like, well, is this a problem or is this not? I was yeah. like, what's going on? Yeah, and then one day, it just I was just I found myself power cycling it to try and get it to turn it on, and I was like, saying, aim right here. Um, but after a couple of times, it would it would work. So I was yeah. like, I don't know if I've got a problem or not. And I'd googled it, and it looks like there is a hardware issue. Right and a software issue with this, so oh. they recommended um, auto. I think auto rest mode, turning that off, and a few other settings. So don't put it in rest turn, mode, almost like keep, basically. Just yeah. Turn it off properly. Yeah. 
and there were certain games as well that triggered it and all this sort of stuff it was a bit sort of finicky and i was trying to figure out whether it was something that might sort itself out with a with a software update yeah or whether it was actually a hardware issue yeah and then i think at the beginning of september or in during september um it literally got to the point where i couldn't even power cycle it on yeah. and i was like well this ain't this is clearly a hardware issue i've got here yeah like this ain't working so yeah i was trying trying to get hold of sony as well by the way it's the most ridiculous thing like it makes you go through the internet on their site go for a load of hoops you got to jump through and then it goes calls this call this number so you call the number and then no one answers you go right. Well, this is in core business hours. What are we doing? Well, um, America sunshine. No, no, no. It's over here. Scottish, I it's think. UK a lot based. Of well, it's in yeah UK based. Because Adkins was moaning saying this has got coil wine. Yeah, he sent back. During, I don't know if you remember yeah. that fucking facade yeah. made everyone listen to their bloody PS5s, yeah. and we were all going, "Oh, I've got coil wine." Sent it back. It was the same. He said he was talking to a lovely Scottish lass. So I didn't know if you had the same. Experience. He wasn't Scottish. No, it was just English fella. Just an English fella. Can't be trusted. Um, but anyway, I ended up having to tweet him, going, "Look, what's going on?" <laughs> because every time I try and call, like first thing in the morning, no one's there. And they went, "We don't open till half 10. I was like, "What call center doesn't open till half ten in this world?" I'll tell you what. When I worked in a call center, that would have been a godsend. Not, not working till half ten. That is. That's unbelievable, really. I've never heard of it. I've not. I've never... It's bizarre. So I was like, right, okay. So I called back, spoke to this bloke. He's like, yeah, send me all the details. And anyway, I've then got to find a fucking box to ship it off in. And it's like... I I, I said to you, didn't I? I was yeah. like... <laughs> literally, if I'd have known a week ago, I had about four boxes yeah. that were suitable. I had a box as well, um, so there's boxes to be had yeah. seven days um, earlier. So yeah, basically, I had to then wait until I managed to to order something off Amazon that come in a box that was a suitable size, and I, I had some packaging and stuff and sent it off. But so yeah, a couple of weeks later, and it, it come back to me. Um, I think it was last week. I got it back. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously booted it up and downloaded, got a war and got started. But I had no yeah, issues since. Ideal. No, it seems to be fine. Do you know if yeah. it's the same machine or they sent you a new one? Did they say what they'd done? If they'd fiddled it with it, it said repair. It, it said, said repaired. Repair. Um, but I haven't actually figured out a way to establish. I'd need to marry up the um, the serial number, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it said repair, so okay. I presume they've... But it seemed to be a power supply issue. It seems pretty common, actually. Right. And I said to the bloke on the phone, I said, like, you know, I wasn't annoyed about it. I was just like, look, it is where it is. Mm. Um, you know, can't, can't do much about it. I just said, out of curiosity, if you had... Have you had many returns? And he said, no. And I was like, you fucking liar. <laughs> I thought, I bet you've had more than you're willing to let on. Um, but yeah, it went all the way to Holland, got repaired and, and come back. There you go. And it's working fine. But see, I always find it interesting when people have to go through these these dilemmas. I don't think I had to do the Red Ring of Death, but obviously that was like, that's the big famous one where, mm. you know, fucking hundreds of thousands of people, maybe millions, I don't know now, they spent an absolute fortune fixing that issue. But um, at least there's a process in place and like, it's difficult to interact with. But I'm glad it's working now. That's all I can say. That's uh... Yeah, I mean, it, it was all right. And they, they did have this kind of like update thing where you could check the status of, your, of what's going on. Yeah. But I literally sent it off, I think, on the 28th of September. Still by the 7th of October, it hadn't confirmed it had been received. And I was like, right, Someone where's this that. then? 
this is just lost in the post because I gave it to Rita in the high street. I was Rita's like, can they? There. I was like, can they be trusted? Um, but yeah, and then randomly one day it was like it's been dispatched back. Is she to still you. there? And I was, yeah, is Nick's, yeah, is Nick there? Them. Yeah, both of them yeah. are there. Yeah, he told me unbelievable. He told me eighteen months ago he's retiring. Liar, he's still there. Eighteen months on. <laughs> yeah, both of them are. Done. Somehow they've been there the whole life. It feels. Yeah, like, I think actually they may well have been. It's close to at least mm. since we started school. Yeah, yeah. Since the beginning of of memory, I think it's the way that I'd put it. But but yeah, it's all it's all sorted and back. Um, pretty pretty okay experience, I guess, other than the fact that I've got a source of box. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not ideal, is it? When I mean, I'd, I would have been seething if that was my Xbox, where it's saying that I'd probably play every day for a period of time. Yeah. I was just lucky that I wasn't in any huge rush to play anything on there. Mm. Um, but yeah, not ideal, but at least they fixed it for nothing. Exactly. That's all we can ask for, really, when something goes wrong, unfortunately. Touch wood. This old PS5 down here stays okay. Final bit of news. Xbox Game Pass attracted fewer new subscribers last year than Microsoft had targeted. Okay? So according to financial document, a financial document filed by Microsoft last week, the number of Xbox Game Pass subscribers grew by 37.48%, very specific, during the 12 months that ended on the 30th of June. But the company had already targeted an increase of 47.79%. So Phil's lost a bit of bonus there. That's the, that's the other sort of side part is that he's apparently his bonus is tied to these sort of targets. And this is the only mm. gaming related target on like the Microsoft exec board. And for reference, Microsoft's previous fiscal year, which ended on the 30th of June 2020, subscribers grew 85.75%. So from 2019 to 2020, a huge uptake mm. in Game Pass, and they'd set a goal of 71%. Anyway, that's all just sort of backstory. That's just interesting inside of baseball for people. I wanted to get your opinion on Game Pass, really, because you've been a, a subscriber for mm. quite a while now. And yeah. me and Adkins speak about it every few weeks because there's always a game being added to it. It's like, oh, it's on Game Pass. Great, great value. Mm. But from your perspective, you know, Game Pass... Is it something that is going to be changing the way the industry works, or is it just a nice, a nice alternative to perhaps the model that Sony are playing with? And you're like, well, they're actually sort of battling in in different wars at the moment. They're not even directly competing. Um, I mean, I, I, from a personal perspective, I think it's great value. Yeah. I mean, you've got all these games at your fingertips. You could just download and play at any point um, or stream a lot well, of it yeah. a lot of it you can stream to that fucking ipad you're on now if you want i don't want to be doing no that, you don't but... it's not the ideal way but um, again <laughs> like, if you need if you've got any device you can stream a lot of the games yeah. to that it's just crazy uh, i mean yeah I, i've thought it's at first when they released it i was a bit like hmm why would I be touching this necessarily? And I was like, oh, at the start of it, I thought it's going to depend what goes on to it. Mm. And I think you've got to say that generally, like, I mean, I played Gears of War 5 on it. I've played Outriders on it. Yep. played Forza on it. Um, Left 4 Dead, yep. which I picked up. I've started playing that. Back for that's gone. 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is um, Left 4 Dead 3, but yeah, back for blood. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's back for bloods on it. Like, there's so, there is some very good games on there. And I think it's easy to take it for granted. Yeah, I mean, you think, you know, if you say I'm paying X amount for it for a month, say, it's as a subscription service goes, it's excellent value for money. It has to be said. I mean, most of the time, like you and I pick it up at, at pounds and things for, for a period of time and top up the, top up yeah. the membership. Um, so literally for a few quid, you can play 50, 60 quids worth a game. Um, Easy. But even if you're paying, I think the top, I think Ultimate is £11 a month. Yeah. So even if you're play, paying for it, top whack, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you played one game a month, like one release a month, you are easily five times better off yeah. than you would be if you just bought the games. Yeah. Um, and that's crazy. Like, that is crazy. But that being said, it's interesting to hear you talk through the... Because they're talking through... They're not targeting, by the sounds of it, a number of subscribers and resubscribers. No. They're just tar- like increases. Growth. It's, it's very Silicon Valley. Like, you see the tech companies, all they're interested in is year-on-year growth. Like, growth, yeah. growth, growth, growth. And, uh, yeah, that is interesting. You're, I, was, I was wondering whether you'd pick that out, but obviously... Being a city man, you've you've run the numbers in your head and figured out the what they're after, and it's continuous growth. Like yeah. That's what they want to get to. I mean, obviously, I'm sure someone somewhere has a number that says mm. we hit this and we're golden in terms of finances mm. because they've been pouring a lot of money into this. But yeah, the, I think there's the, one the reason why they've gold. not hit that. Got- there's one reason, and that'll be Halo being delayed, I suspect. Or one of the big reasons would be Halo being delayed. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that would have picked up a load of load more subscribers. But the crazy thing about I Halo think, is, though, if you don't want, if you want to play online, it's you don't even need Game Pass. Yeah, I I still think people would. would oh, end they would. Up, yeah, like without without a doubt. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. They they they're targeting that continual growth and you think there's only certain amount of people if you like you can target like and they're to a certain extent constrained by the go on go on finish i was gonna say they're to a certain extent constrained by the amount of consoles that have been available as well um so and something else no i was gonna say that's that's yes they are Mm. but as i mentioned earlier with this streaming malarkey Mm. In theory, if they make this palatable to mobile audiences or people outside of mm. it, you can play it on PC. PC is now mm. on Game Pass as well. well. Game Pass, sorry, is on PC. So that's another market there. But someone with a mobile phone or a tablet mm. can be can be a Game Pass subscriber if they want to. And the real talk is a lot of the like the next phase is right. Let's get these smart tellies to have an app. The Game Pass yeah. app is on there, and then at that stage, it's every household. Yeah. So it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a hell mary, isn't it? It's a huge mm. undertaking to make that pull off. But if you think about it, really, they are constrained in our little bubble because we love to play on-premises hardware. Because I always, mm. it, well, I feel objectively, it's the best way to play a game is that it's running off yeah. something in front of you. But you know, mm. there's people out there that don't really give a toss. And not might, everyone's that bothered about the frame rate. No, they might be tempted if they've got a good enough yeah. internet connection to go right. What's this Samsung Telly offering? Oh, Game Pass. Fuck me, mm. Halo's on there, Jeff. Let's play that. Mm. 
And you, you literally, they won't know you literally how they get it. press the button and it fucking goes. Nothing. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's clever. It is, yeah. It is clever. I, it, you know, I just think it feels a bit harsh in light of the market conditions. I suspect they had such a huge uptick in people over the last year because of um, lockdowns and yeah. things like that around the world. People have got more time and money to be putting into things like gaming that they otherwise wouldn't have. But true, yeah. Yeah, the scarcity of consoles and the delays on some of the games won't have helped. No, um, no. So it's it's a difficult one for them, but still pretty. Good. I mean, I still think I still think it's pretty good value. I, I you know I, I obviously they've got EA all the EA games in there as well now and the Ultimate and yeah, it, yeah. It's just it if you wanted to, value. you could play. I think it'll let you ten hours of Battlefield without spending a penny to start with because it'll come part of EA Access or um, yeah and FIFA like I know Adkins just rather than buy it this year he's been, mm. he's been playing that so when he's if, yeah. he, if he does less than 10 hours he'll walk away and be happy but that's mm. that's sort of my next point has it has it changed your spending habits at all like have you thought oh yeah, I'm abs- yeah. I won't be buying that because I think it will come to Game Pass or obviously if it is on there already there's no, there's no need to buy it like are you spending mm less year on year potentially on software on the Xbox because Game Pass A has got a gluttony of content so really if you're really like well I don't mind what I play well then you don't need to do anything else because you've got endless content there but also it's like well it feels like a bit of a I feel like I'm a bit of being cheated if I have to buy games on this platform because I'm paying this subscription fee already um I mean, it's definitely changed my spending habits because I don't have to buy anywhere near as many games. I mean, using Outriders as an example, Mm. we would have probably, I don't know, that's a difficult one because I'm not sure we would have played it if it hadn't been on Game Pass. We wouldn't have. But then the counter of that, I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole, is that you, it's it's like time valuation as well. Mm. Just playing things for the sake of it. But aside... Like spending habits again, we we may have bought that because there was a chance mm. we would have purchased that, but mm. the decision was taken out of our hands, wasn't it? And it was like, okay, well, it's, didn't it's, need to. It's new. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Same yeah. with Back for Blood. You probably would have bought that. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is the difference. I mean, you know, games are not. They used to be forty quid, and they ain't anymore. They're they're about sixty quid generally, fifty five to sixty. Seventy pound. quid. Jim Ryan wants off you on Sony. Well, this is the trouble, right? Um, and I think at those sort of price points, it can still, in my mind, at least I go, well, do I, you know, is this going to be worth that sort of layout? And that the, the thing that I like about Game Pass is I don't even have to worry. No. I just go, if I don't like it, it's no skin off my nose, I just delete it. Like, there's no, there's no love lost. And that's partly why I've picked up God of War and some of these other games. I mean, I was, because... So how have you got God of War? Not, how have you got hold of it? It's on when you go on to it's on that PlayStation, PlayStation Plus now, collection. Yeah, it's on yeah. there. So they've got some great games on there, and I was yeah. like, "This is ridiculous! You've just chucked these on it for nothing." Like, so I, I was like, "There's Crash Bandicoot. There's this. There's Resident Evil yeah. Seven, I think. Yeah, like loads of games on there. Oh, I thought I can't believe this. Yeah. Nearly replayed Uncharted Four as well. That was it. Was it was a toss up between that or God of War? Yeah. I was like, well. I should really play this God of War. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I think... And I just thought to myself, imagine if PlayStation had the same thing. Well, that was going to be my next question. Should they be doing how it? How good would that be? 
Oh, it's difficult to say, isn't it? I mean, there's a, there's a counter-argument to that, which is generally you would have to argue that PlayStation's IPs have been better than Xbox's. Not even a question. Like, look at the Xbox One the PS4. It was, yeah. a, it was a battering. A battering. So... There's a line of argument you could take, which is Xbox have kind of done this to get more money in the door for some flagging titles. Or it, maybe that's not fair. I mean, it's just a different approach, isn't it? Yeah, it's like we've it got is. what we think are some good games here. Do we think they're necessarily going to sell that well? I mean, I, I mean it's going to sound negative, but what I mean is, are they going to do what we want on their own, or can we just bum them all on here? Like using Gears 5 as an example, mm. that was all right. Yeah. I mean, no one'd say that that was. You know, groundbreaking. Well, it was one of the first three. Yeah. It was okay. It was, looked beautiful. Like an absolute yeah. showcase of that console. So they've got an approach where they're they're making good games and putting them on this this service where they get a guaranteed subscription amount yes. every month yeah. and and take the title on that. Whereas PlayStation, it feels like are churning out better games from their studios and they're sitting there going, well. You want to play our good games, you buy our console, yeah. you play them on it, you pay your money. Yeah. And, you know, most if you want to play them, that's the way you've got to, you've got to go. Um, and it, you'd probably, it'd be difficult to say on the balance who's done better, right? I think that's always difficult. But it'd be interesting to see the headline figures financially. Um, well, the rumour is that, well, again, rumour, like, it's not a rumour. Sony compared to Microsoft are like a little bug in terms of like financial spending power. You think how much money yeah. Microsoft has, which yeah, is yeah. the Xbox. Like they can afford to chuck money at the door and hope one mm. day they get a, you know, a foothold and it starts to make money. They're, Sony mm. are obviously in a, a bit of a tricky situation in, in whereby people's perceptions changing. They're like, well, why aren't you doing it? And Jim's like, I can't fucking afford it for one. They've chucked three billion at it. We can't do that. And not, we need we need a return investment immediately when we ship these games. They're taking yeah. us five years to do it. They're costing two hundred million a pop. And Phil's yeah. like, goes up to the boards and he goes, Can I have another few billion? They're like, yeah, all right. He's like, Yeah, okay, I'll fucking put that on there day one. Thank EA Access, have that. Yeah. And it's I mean, they can take the loss, is what I'm saying. They can take mm. they can continue yeah, yeah. to do this for, you know, X amount of years and Really, in the grand scheme of Microsoft, it's not going to hurt them. Like they're not yeah. going to feel this. They'll yeah. be like, "Oh, that's a fun thing." Like, I, I, the one thing I am wary of is that one day they just what one day, but over time they slowly just completely like push Sony into such a tight corner that they just like squash them because like, they could. Yeah. They could just put so mm. much. They could just buy all these studios, put so much money into it, and then you lose this like. You know, a, a provider of great games and com- and competition, yeah. yeah. And they haven't got yeah. to directly compete. I don't think. I don't think that's what they're trying to do by any stretch of the imagination. But if someone high enough up in Microsoft just was sitting there having a wine one fry, Alan's sitting there. And he's like, Phil. And Phil's like, Yeah. He goes, Do you reckon we could get rid of Sony? And he's like, What do you mean? He's like, If I gave you forty billion, could you like get rid of them just as a laugh? and Phil's like well, I probably could and Alan's like do it yeah I mean I I kind of feel like I mean it's it's always been a bit of an interesting battle between Microsoft and Sony mm. and it felt like in the past it was a little bit um, bitter yes but it feels less bitter at the moment between them and it's like I, I think, think the fans released... are still bitter but I think the 
Mm. It's, it, they're not punching each other. Up, you See, know, I'm the not. Companies I, themselves. I like. I, I like, know you do, but there's some yeah. slime balls out there that ain't happy about all this. Because I think it, 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 there's competition is always healthy, or healthy competition is good. Is probably a better way of saying it. In terms of, yeah, you know, both want to produce something that provides good games. Yeah, right. And I still think there's some work they could do between them to make cross-play better, more accessible, and and streamlining that bit a little bit. But I think generally it's got a lot better of late. Crossplay is just generally an accepted thing on multiplayers now, which is excellent and various things like that. But I mean, Sony, Sony's ability at the moment to churn out excellent games is, is incredible. And mm. you kind of feel like Microsoft at the same time have to have this game passing to keep them afloat. But and, and as, as a gamer, yeah, I kind of like those two worlds mm. i like being able to pick up my xbox which is my main console and just go what what do i feel like playing today and scroll for a shitload of games yeah. like that is excellent to me but at the same time i go well if i know i want to play you know one of these excellent first person games or i want to play one of these you know story narratives i mean i literally bought that console because i'm like right i compare it with this tv now mm. and get an excellent visual experience i literally bought that console for these first person games like these these immersive games that i can i can get into god of war and yeah, yeah. Last, maybe not the last of us because of scrabblers but mm. you know they'll be coming your way yeah, and I like that. I like I like the the difference. I like the options that it gives me as a as a consumer. And you got Nintendo sitting there going. Yeah, I mean that got brought on holiday. Didn't even get out the uh, didn't get out the suitcase. Bless but it. again, it had it's a struggling. use. It's, it's got a, it's got a place in life, but it just weren't utilised. I, mean, I like having it. Oh I, yeah, I do toy with selling it, but I just go no. If I've got it, I've got the I've you've, got the Trinity. You've That's got, good for me. Yeah, you've got yeah. You've got the uh, if anything drops on the on the Nintendo side, you're covered, and you know the Switch is great for you know it's underpowered and whatnot, but mm. you know the games that they churn out, maybe one or two a year, are normally worth playing. Mm. And we've got Breath of the Wild two lurking, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, interesting just to have a chat about that and get some different perspectives because it's a huge shift in narrative and conversation and. I don't think, you know, I think they should just be in competition, quote unquote, for making the best games. But I don't like the idea of them going head to head as a business and one trying mm. to put the other one out because there's only going to be one winner. Alan at Microsoft yeah. is going to beat Alan at Sony and, yeah. and Jim's going to be out in his ear, which might amuse some people. But there we go. Well, that's the game, Joe. I'll put the lid on that. Overcooked mm-hmm. as usual. The wine is flowing. Let's talk about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, a favourite topic of yours. It feels like you're only yeah. ever wheeled on here to talk about this game because it's just content constantly. And we've even had this week a brand new free update go into Valhalla, uh, which we neither of us have had time to play, but it's the, um, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla Discovery Tour, which is a separate piece of business, so you don't play as Ivor there. Um, and it's, it's around, you know... It's an education piece first and foremost, but you play it as a, as you know, in, in character. So I think you can control three to four characters. One's one of the kings. There's a there's a monk that you can play as, and and a, and a sort of a common sort of Viking as well. So Vikings, the TV show again, put into Vikings the game, which is Valhalla, 
and there's no there's no conflict there's no fighting you just you wander around you sort of listen and it educates you about that that sort of time so that's another free bit that's gone in but we're here to talk about siege of paris paid dlc the final paid piece uh, to this season pass that was wheeled out in year one for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And we had Wrath of the Dru- Druids earlier in the year that we, we were not that fond of. Um, what's the high-level faults of Siege of Paris? Because this is supposed to round out year one of Valhalla in terms of like Ava's story. I would say I'm surprised we've still got questions about very obvious things that we don't know the answers to. We'll save that until we finally get those fucking answers probably next year. But in general, this felt like a bit of a step up. Yeah. I mean, I was more invested in this one than the than the Irish piece. Um, no silly cult to hunt down. No well, silly cult to hunt down. I mean, I know there was like a, you know, a resistance side story, but no silly cult. Because we've done the cult in England and they've done it again in Ireland. I mean, it was going to be a French What There wasn't. And they were teeing up as though they were going to, actually. Yeah, but none they of this, were. None of this tree bollocks where you've got to fucking find eight people to get the head honcho gone. I was so yeah. happy that wasn't in the game because I was completely over it by this point. Yeah, same. Uh, to your point, I was like, where's where are we going with this? I was expecting it because they were talking about... They were talking about... Um, was this the one with the... Bellus Day or something like that. Mm. Was that or was that Irish? It all overlaps now. And this is the problem. When you try and look back on it, you go, well, it's all a blur. Yeah. But they were talking about it and I was like, right, you're going to be sending me on a goose chase to kill a load of people again. And I was thinking, mm. there's only so much this rinse and repeat can can do. I mean, I, this is a difficulty with going to these different regions is that you can't just pick They've up what you did in one. Oh, not that. I thought- no, well... I mean, the accents were right. Um, I've nice. always, it always, it always makes me wonder in this because I, when I look at it, I'm like, and I have, to, I do the same thing when I'm when I'm watching films, right? How does everyone know how to speak English? They how don't. does this happen? Because in no. in Ireland, they don't speak. They, 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 back then, they didn't speak no, English. No, like, it wasn't like a world language back then. No. So this is this this came up. And I could be getting it completely wrong. This came up in Assassin's Creed Unity, I think. And there was uh, basically people saying, why are the French people, A, speaking in English, and B, they don't Mm. have... I don't know if they had French accents or not. I can't remember which way around. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The whole point was is that Ubisoft basically said, look, you're in a simulation. The simulation has arranged it in such a way that they'll speak English to you because they know you're an English user, which, as far as the get-out clause goes, Ronnie signed it off as law. <laughs> and I know it's cheap, but it works, doesn't it? Like, there's, there, there isn't really a problem with that. I know it's it's far-fetched, right. but the simulation said, look, we're going to make these characters speak to you in English. And in this case... So what we're saying is it's like a Star Trek Universal Translator. Yeah. This is what we've yes, yes, got to, because yes, that's how they yes, got around it. Yes, 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 that's it. That's 100% it. <laughs> I don't even watch Star Trek, but that is the most genius piece of get out of jail free card I've ever seen published on a on a piece of medium. But that's that's, that's my understanding of how the uh, Assassin's Creed right. you know universe works. It does annoy me because I've been watching um, the Man in the High Tower recently, and for is that some any reason, good? Order, 
I I can understand why some people get bored of it. It gets it gets it gets beyond what you think it's going to be. Okay. The the content that it's going to be taking on basically. Um, but I, it, it's only four series, ten episodes in each, so it's it's not like a huge investment in comparison to some of these series. But it's not like getting a fucking second job for some of these things. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's like the chat we're all talking in English, and I was like, this is just stressing me out. Like everyone's talking in English, and it's like you just wouldn't. The Japanese would be talking in Japanese, the Germans would be talking in Germans, and the, the Americans would be what botching our version of English as they always do oh <laughs> do we have any listeners in well actually in I'll, get I'll get out the stats but India retook the lead the other week so they're, right, okay. they're still the tight ones but USA have been really flagging really yeah flagging. not good lazy cousins love rather than sitting here no if you're not going to fucking listen you'll be slagged off <laughs> if you're not here to defend yourself you'll lose out yeah they are um, so India's got 44% line share UK pans twenty four percent, and to be fair, US are only twenty three percent. So they're hmm. they're catching up Canada's after that, and then we get to silly numbers. But it's interesting the, that we appeal to the the India audience more than the UK one. I don't understand that. I think it's because we're one of the only podcasts listed on like their main like there's, yeah. a, there's a new app that launched there, and they pushed our podcast to it, and all of a sudden we got an influx of listeners. <laughs> I don't know if they even understand what we're talking about, if they care, like, but you know, they bump the numbers up at a very minimum. So we'll we'll uh, take it. I mean, I've always um, loved India, so that's yeah. Uh, well, history in it. That's what they taught us. They taught us that bloody partition over and over. We had to go don't through that. Remind them of that. No, I know, but I'm just saying that's what they taught us. So. Look, I was I was on Gandhi's side. That's the end of it. See if those figures hold up at forty four percent, or if that plummets to ten percent now. See if they're really listening. Okay. See whether they're Gandhi fans or not. Should be. You would expect so, wouldn't you? We'll see. Um, right. So, Siege of Paris. Siege of Paris. So yeah, I thought the story was more investable, if you like, in terms of actually having some kind of interest. Yeah. Um, I thought the characters were built out better. Although the one discrepancy I would have is where randomly, um, like from the first moment you meet the Queen, she's like, you're a good guy. And he's mm. like, I'm not. Like, you, no. you, you got this wrong. But she's like, you are. And she wouldn't just let it go. And then they become friends after they met each other, like best forced. friends after they met each other like three times. And I yeah. was like... This is all going very quick. I was expecting him to better by by the fourth meeting, I think. <laughs> um so that was a bit weird, the lack of build up with the you know, with the relationship with the Queen. But I I I found myself intrigued into the mental state of Charles the Fat. I thought he was Big Charles. An int- yeah, Big Charles. I thought he was quite an interesting one. I was Happy thinking, maybe- some people call him. Well, Steve Bruce. Poor old Bruce. Um, <laughs> Brucey bonus. Not even him. This is Bruce. <laughs> so, so he can't even have that. All the fans out in India are, are, are now confused at why Steve Bruce is getting called out and what he's got to do with it. Um, oh, well. But, yeah, so I think I, I found the characters were better. I, I liked old Count Odo, who mm. reminds me, for some reason, of a... 
of a Star Wars character rather than a than a character in in a Viking story. But yeah, I liked the story. Um, I thought that um, Siegfried was good. Um, mm. So yeah, I, you know, without I don't like talking about the story too much no. on these things. Um, but yeah, I thought that was better. Yeah, I um, felt like that was a step up. Like as, as you said, the characters felt a bit more fleshed out. I liked that they sort of pulled you in different directions of like mm. giving people's perspectives and then like you sort of getting a chance to say like right who do I who do I trust out of these mm. this mob of untrustworthy fuckers and yeah and you you obviously try and work towards resolving the, the situation and you know it, it, I found it interesting that you're sent there just to keep your clan safe eventually to start with. That's quite a defensive position. It's like, I'm only here to make mm. sure you guys don't fucking come over and start causing hassle. But then as mm. you get sucked into like the politics of France, you then mm. have a bit of a wider perspective. So I I did enjoy that. He still kept saying that throughout. Like there's yeah. still I can't remember whether they were optional kind of arcs or story arcs. I think as as we've talked about AC before, it all feels very um, inconsequential anyway in terms of what you say and where you position things. But all the time you're saying, I don't really care what you're doing or what you want to be doing. I'm just here mm. to make sure you ain't going to come over the sea and upset Ravensfork, which is a fair enough position to take. He's like, I've done enough of this. I've done the whole of England and I've done Ireland. That is enough for me. Um, done Finland, he's done Norway, he's like, I ain't sorting this mess out no, over here. No. As usual, he, he does. He, he does, goes, yeah, and you, you're torn between, like, shall I just be, shall I just keep my nose out of this for Ravensforp, mm. or shall I start getting snarled up and try and help these poor scrubs on the in the mud mm. that are living in fucking abject poverty? So there is a bit of a, I, feel like, I felt like there was definitely a line you could, you could straddle between, there's a very safe option here where I could just not really... Mm. unhinge things and just keep Ravenfort state but if I felt a bit guilty and thought right mm. these poor fucks need some help you're risking yeah. you're risking an invasion or if you put the wrong person in charge or whatever it might be I mm. quite enjoyed that whether it was superficial or not we'll never know because we're not going to play it more than once like you have to go back <laughs> wouldn't you and fucking redo it or, or watch it on YouTube but there's people that have done that a hunch but there will obviously be people that yep. have played it more than once yep. I think what are you doing with your life well, they're filling the gaps that we haven't got, so they, they maybe they should be on the podcast and not us. <laughs> yeah. they won't There's ins- an argument for that. They won't insult their fucking biggest user base either with um, historical things. Um, yeah, I'd agree with you. I think generally it was it was better mapped as a story than, than yeah. the Irish one was. Um, they had a couple of different additions, didn't they? By the way, one thing that I want to touch on, I like the way that they add new... Um, character progression arcs to you that you can choose some interesting new maneuvers and things. Yes. I quite like that yeah. about it. And that's continually we didn't touch on that before. I don't think. No, that's continually updated. So they'll they'll happen in mm. in the big season passes, but also yeah. sometimes you'll switch it on after a few months, and they've added like three extra powers or abilities. Mm. And you're like, oh sweet, yeah. I I love they keep adding to that, and that Ava was never a complete finished article. You've always got something to strive towards and. Yeah, and something new to play with and a yeah. new way of like dealing with people or killing people and stuff. I, as an example, you could on the, the the rats were a big thing in this oh. France one. I didn't I must admit I didn't Crap. really like I felt that a little bit clunky to try and deal with them and cajole them into the holes and stuff. Yes. So those that haven't played it, basically 
you get these areas and these kind of dingy little sewers where there's lots of rats swarming around and they do little bits of damage over a period of time whilst they're swarming you and you kind of have to just keep waving your sword or your axe at them to cajole them into a hole or whatever yeah and i just felt that was a bit i don't know i, I, I was like this isn't this is just irritating like, it's not challenging it's no. not it's just an irritant that's here for no real All reason. All you do is knock, you hit them until they go into a hole and pull a fucking box over the hole. And it's like, yeah. what are we doing here? Hang <laughs> <laughs> off uh, uh, To your point, I was like, I don't know why this minor irritant has been added. Uh, um, but you got you could do the same thing to your enemies. You could set rats, basically, on the enemies that swarmed yeah. them. And I thought that was quite... This is what I mean. It, it adds new ways of killing people rather than it just being the same ways of doing things, which keeps it quite fresh. Um, the, I liked most of it. I didn't like the Rebellion missions. So that's the side, yeah, like the, the side yeah. efforts. And, yeah, that was, that was the the obligatory filler to like they, they have mm. to have it somewhere there's always a side operation going on and the resistance whatever you want to call it though those side missions were bloated um to to get like to the fact where you can actually like sign them off as though you've completed it is quite a big upheaval and to be honest the mission like objectives are so mundane it's like go and kill this person go and open this chest somewhere go and open this chest somewhere where you've already opened a chest somewhere because it's procedurally generating the missions clearly it's not like a you know it's not it's not enough basically to fill it out go and kill this person the same place that you've killed them in the camp yeah like as always they just take it a bit too far with the the content it wasn't required something smaller could have been it would have been nice to have a nice cohesive story for that little arc with, yeah. with that character but instead we had to just fucking fill up bars upgrade allies and then get to like a fucking what was it a five star status or whatever it was and then i don't know thing is there's something there that could have been like it's an interesting idea they had but i felt to your point i found myself going to the same stronghold about 10 times mm. and i was like i've, I've been cleared this out nine times already where are these fuckers coming from yeah and also like you thought it would say right Pick the closest one. I go, okay, pick the closest mission. I'll do that. It's fucking 1,200 metres away. That's not close. There must be something closer. I'm sorry. I don't know. I did it all, obviously, because Ronnie didn't let me not do it. But that was was a bit of a grind, if I'm honest. Yeah, exactly. It was just a bit bit inconsequential. And I was like, why why have we added this at this point? Like, it just... I, I come out of it at one point and I was like, I ain't doing that. I was like, yeah, this is shit. Yeah. And then I'll text you and I was like, do I need to do this? And I think you basically said, yeah. So I was like, oh. I don't think you do. I think I might have tried to throw nah. you down. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it, for, it, it did need completing. It was annoying me. It was outstanding. But it it was just, it's just, it's just bloat. And that, that annoyed me. The bloat annoys me. I don't like repetitive stuff, basically. So yeah, that was that was just the only kind of downer. But generally, a lot more positive. It was a it was a bit more concise. Um, some new interesting mechanics. Yeah, and and the story mapping was was a lot better. What about the change in the main assassination missions? They're these infiltration missions, they called them. So 
you could oh, just you yeah. you could just wander in there and just kill everyone. Mm. But it took so many pages out of what Hitman is like these days in that you could manipulate circumstances so you'd be close to the target and better kill them in in a well, I'm not saying interesting way, but a unique way. You could, rather than just running in there, killing all the henchmen, mm. killing them, blah blah blah. Like there's, you could get a, a, you know an outfit, go and take part in a procession or whatever it might be. Then that'll give you an opportunity to meet with the target closer. Blah 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 blah. How did you find about that? Because that was com- they just would, did not exist in the main game. They didn't exist in the Wrath of the Druids. It's just sort of come mm. out of left field, really. And it's something they t- sort of toyed with in Unity and never went back to. But this is much more like yeah. we've seen how successful Hitman's been. Let's have a go at that. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Mm. Um, there was There was one where I was trying to go down a specific route with it. But for some reason, I couldn't get it to, to do it. Right. it and that, uh, that's a really poor way of explaining it. But basically, I was, I was trying to go down a specific route of doing it. And I, whenever I went towards the, the direction of where I had to go, yeah. sorry, I'm trying to, I keep getting distracted by some banging. It turns out it's fireworks, I think. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out where it was. It's a bit early um, for that. Going to have a couple of weeks for that nonsense. No, for some reason we have to have it two or three weeks before and two or three weeks after. Yep. Like six weeks six of fireworks weeks. isn't enough. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, I remember trying to go down a specific route and it just wasn't... It, it, for some reason, I just couldn't get it to load to the next point and I was like, this is annoying me. So I then just ended up doing it the way that... You would do the, it normally. It would do it, yeah. Um, but it's it's an interesting way of doing it. I don't really feel like... It sort of feels like it gives you, or at least to me, it felt like it gave me the illusion of options. Yeah. But so, really, I was only ever going to be able to do it one of two ways. Yeah. And it's not very good at guiding you down the way that you want to go. No. Basically, the way Hitman works is that you've probably got half a dozen options to uniquely kill someone, like mm. through circumstances and manipulation, blah, blah, blah. So it's interesting to try mm. those out and see how it pans out. In this, it was like... You can do what you normally do, or you can do it our one way that we've decided and do it that way, and that's kind of it. But mm. better than what we've had previously, potentially. But I don't know if they counteracted that by making, like, the... If you wanted just to go in there and kill them, where they made that more difficult than usually because they wanted you to do this infiltration-type thing. Cause I never, I, where I could, I tried to do the, you know, the mission types and follow it. Yeah, it was it was okay. It's a nice option. I just think it could have been executed a little bit clearer. I think that's the only thing I would have asked for it. Um, but yeah, it's like it, it, again, you just end up going down this goose chase realm of having to go and find this or go and look for that, go and meet this person, go yeah. and talk to that person. You find yourself just goose chasing, and you just think all I want to do really is go to that church, drop slaughter down these heads, slaughter the fucker, and then deal with the others. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's difficult again, you know, when they're adding in and playing around with mechanics in DLC, you kind of think, well, can't be too um, annoyed about it. Because I think I'd rather them give me something new to do as well as a new story, rather than just the existing stuff that I've done already and just some different characters. So yeah, I, again, I think in terms of value for money, it's 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 pretty good. But 
Yeah, it's just some bits as always that work better than others. Let's wrap up Siege of Paris then. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your grading going to be? And just for reference, Raf the Jury's got a six, a flat six. I gave Raf the Jury's a six point five, slightly less abusive. But mm. where are you going to fit Siege of Paris in? Do you and do you feel like you've pigeonholed yourself in here because it's clearly better? But how much better is it? Well, yeah, I mean that's that's the decision. Um, and I probably feel like it's probably a seven. It feels to me like seven's fair. Um, the the six is slightly harsh for Raph of the Druids, but I feel it's also harsh but fair. Mm. Um, I feel this is it, it was a step up, and I enjoyed yeah. playing it more, so it feels fair to give it that that extra buff. I agree because I, I've I, I've so I'll give it a seven as well, but then it feels like it probably deserved more because. You know, it was. I gave it a six point five to start with. Ref the Druids. It's more than a point five step up, but you know, it weren't a seven point five. So that's I've cost myself. That's, that's why these, I find these scores interesting. So, Siege of Paris earning itself a flat seven across the board. If you can get hold of it, probably worth a play for if you enjoy Valhalla. If you're if you're done with Valhalla, then don't spend money on DLC. I don't think that's a difficult conversation to have. But people still are like, oh, should I buy it? Like, do you still enjoy it? No. No. Don't then. Don't. Walk away. Go to Game Pass. Do what you need to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, it is it is, a, it is a significant time invest still. I mean, it's not, you know, a couple of hours and done. It's no. you know, still, still a good 10, 15 hours, I think, from memory. Um, so there's, there's content there. And that was me just scraping through what I would probably consider the bare minimum. There are other yeah. bits you can get and do in there. Fucking um, treasures and mysteries, all sorts of stuff there to be. Yeah, I ain't touching that. No, it's too right. much. I get exhausted by it. And then you got DLC coming out your ass, basically. Not what's required. So I'm afraid we're going to have to pause the episode there. We went on for almost another hour. So we have decided to split this particular conversation up into two parts and you'll get the remainder of my chat with Mr. Logan next week. Nothing more for me to say here though other than thanks for your time and ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.